Welcome to One Long Conversation. I'm Sonia. And I'm Colby. This is a podcast about spiritual awakening. Yeah, and through that we talk about art, culture, conscious parenting, and healing yourself so you can express and freely share your unique perspective with this world. This is a fun and informative conversation that we have daily, and we're sharing it with you. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy. Just make a quick little vlog, or you can make a little a little thing of my k- 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 kale chips. Yeah, kale chip. I want to. I want to start doing that for uh, kale chips. A lot of different noises. I have a bunch of different <laughs> ideas for that sort of thing. That's so funny. What do you want to talk about today? I'm waiting. What are you waiting for? The clap. clap. Uh. <laughs> okay, so that we can we can have. A fun, an even more fun vlog from time to time, or a fun vlog reel. I'm in the vlog mode. Sorry, sure. I just made a vlog. Um, well, in some ways, this is a vlog. Content on the brain. Content on the brain. Yeah, I know. So, I'm going to ask you a question, and I want you to tell me what you literally just shoot from the gut on all of this, what your perspective is. Okay. On these things, because I always because, you know, you and I, even though we're parent and child, you're a male, I'm a female and you have you definitely default to the logic. Whereas, I mean, and that's a masculine thing. And I default to intuition and feeling, which is a very feminine thing. You know, with men, we would ask men, what do you think or how you know, what do you think about that with women? You would more ask, how do you feel about that? That's just a natural opener. So. I want to know what you think when I say this. And, and this is fun stuff, especially for like our general audience will really appreciate this kind of conversation. So when I say to you, Sasquatch, some people say Sasquatch. What is your perspective on what oh. I call Sasquatch? Uh, what do you think about Sasquatch? Uh, Sasquatch is a really cool like idea. It's a really cool character. I'm a big fan of Sasquatch as like a character. I like his character arc. Um, I like uh, the the Oregon arc. I like the Himalayan mm-hmm. arc. You know, I like all of the like different variations because you can find if you actually look up like crypt. Yeah, Sasquatch and the Yeti are the same thing. They're the same. They they're the are, same species, aren't they? I didn't yeah. even associate that because I really have no. no actually, a whole lot of it's, thought it's into actually Sasquatch. fascinating. If you look up cryptid, like you can find a cryptid map that pulls up all the like things that people have supposedly seen. Oh, I'm sure, so they, and they're all associated, like all mapped. Um, there is. In every culture around the world, a Sasquatch. Yeah, every there is. Every culture, from every like indigenous, you go to a different indigenous mm. culture. These are cultures that have not seen each other before. Right. You ask them about, and if you get like down to it, they all will tell you a different legend, and they'll all call it a different name of a thing that looks identical to Sasquatch, which is really fascinating to me. That is really fascinating. You know, some people call it Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. Do you believe? that this creature, I mean, it's an archetype, obviously, Mm -hmm. just what you said. Do you believe that this creature actually exists in another dimension? I think everything exists in another dimension. Uh, That's that's to me is such like a, uh, I don't know. I think that there's two different ways we can look at that. 
everything exists in simultaneous dimensions because dimensions are not uh, something that is a physical origin. That's not a really good way of trying to say what it is that I'm trying to say. I, what I'm trying to say is it's like anything that you can conceive of is probably a reality if we are to believe in like multiple universe theory. Because multiple universe theory would instate that simply, I mean, it's a big mind universe comparison. So it kind of falls along like the same sort of lines as like, um, I don't know, uh, Gnostic Christianity, for example, which believes that mind is God, basically. It's like God is self-realizing and mind is God. So I look at multiple universe theory as kind of fitting into very similar lines. It's like almost as though quantum physics has like found a thing that kind of leads you closer to the whole like mind is God realization. Because if basically it's like if you conceive of something, then your conception of it probably means that it's real. And actually they've put this to the test. They've put this to the test. Um, if you look up, um, I think it's Robert Bigelow. I think he's the guy who did. He the, is. Yes, I've researched him. Yeah, I, I think it's Robert Bigelow, if I'm not mistaken, is the guy who did the um, he did the study on or he funded it. He's he's a multi multimillionaire. Hopefully this is the right guy that I'm thinking of, because no, I think you're I've done it. so much research on like all of this, like UFO, like sort of I know. stuff. So. so don't say anything else yet. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. We're I, our, I know. Our... But but I have to I have to connect, connect to the story. So uh, Robert Bigelow is like a multimillionaire and he basically became that because he was fascinated with UFOs as a kid and he wanted to essentially get to a point at first I think he was trying to be like an aerospace engineer but eventually what he decided was it was more effective just to like make a lot of money and then put that money into funding his own like space endeavors so that's basically what he did he became like I think he's a billionaire at this point and he basically has like his own space program that he runs that has basically people uh, look for like UFOs. So he helped fund a study that was done um by the CIA. This was the or no, this was the this was the army. So this was connected to the UFO uh the whole UFO thing that started coming out a few years ago where they were like we talked we about caught that in all our this, early episodes. We did exactly. There so he was that guy where they were like we caught all these UFOs. This was the navy saying this. And now we're like putting out all this footage and it became like a huge story and it was like one of the first times that UFOs like got widely reported on by like the New York Times and stuff. And then it turned out if you did the research and went deeper that actually the original thing wasn't on UFOs at all. It was all a studied done by Robert Bigelow and a bunch of his friends and some guys who were in the army uh, about uh, Skinwalker Ranch. And they were actually studying paranormal uh, right, stuff. This. And so basically what they found, if you read the study, it's really interesting. It They they found this whole mind is God. If you can conceive of it, it's real type of situation. I, I'm making huge leaps in, in what it is that I'm taking from that. But basically the actual study found like... A lot of this paranormal stuff, when they started to research it really heavily, they would see it appear on Skinwalker Ranch. So that, like, they would start to see, like, UFOs, and they would start to see, like, uh, like uh, one of them was, like, El Chupacabra or something like that. They started to see all of these things show I remember, up I remember on the, the ranch. I remember the thing. I do and then that. it was so much so to the point of where, like, when, like, one of the main guys in the army who was kind of the intelligence side of it he had brought he had essentially brought it to the government and basically persuaded them to give them a bunch of additional money to support this um he and i think robert bigelow they told each told stories of like driving home and they would see like weird like energy portals like over their house and they would see like strange stuff around those portals and so 
when I hear about stuff like that, it's like, to me, what I take away from that is that because they started to put themselves so heavily into these worlds, their mind started to project outwards a reality that matched what it was that they were searching for, which I think is sort of the order of, of how universe works. We tend to think it's like there's information externally and we receive it internally. Um, but I think in reality, what more so happens, especially when you like delve into these, these things that are rarer, more improbable is it's like, you're kind of projecting them outwards from you. And then they, they just kind of, kind of exist. You know, I, I, I actually, and I'm going to again, speak with the feminine of, I feel, I do feel that that is, that is accurate. That is definitely something that I have, I have perceived as well. Now, since we're in the Sasquatch Bigfoot Yeti subject, and you just gave a key of every culture has this archetype, and everybody just sees it differently, and none of them have compared, but now that we're in a higher frequency as a collective consciousness, we have humans that are researchers that have done that work. Now, let me ask you this, because this is in a similar um, genre, I guess I could say, as that. What do you think of Thoth, the Atlantean? Yeah, that's an interesting question. Because that's the same thing. He shows up in every culture under a lot of different names. It's not exactly the same thing, because... The idea that Thoth is the reincarnation of all of these beings, the idea of Thoth kind of being like the original entity mm-hmm. is not, um, so that's something that came up more recently because Thoth is a more, Thoth by name is a more recent entity. And this is not Thoth, because if you look at like Egyptian gods, Thoth the Egyptian god, which is where it originally came from, is a very different being than Thoth the Atlantean. Than Thoth the Atlantean. From, and from, from uh, essentially the Enlightenment. So this is all the way in like the 17 1800s that Thoth they, starts to come I up. I mean, it you know? said that in Atlantis, he literally lived 16,000 years, literally, and he created the the chamber, the sarcophagus, mm-hmm. that he literally can let go of an avatar, a human body, once it wears out, retain his consciousness, and go into a brand new, fully adult avatar, another body. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as you know, I've been like diving into this more in the last few years, more and more and listening to two theorists mm-hmm. like Billy Carson and Robert Edward Grant. And there's, there's many, many others. Um, but those are the ones who are currently like out there on YouTube, on podcasts, talking about their research on reading the interpretations of the Emerald and the Sumerian tablets, which Thoth is written in. Now, I have listened to an audio version a couple of times of the interpretations of the Emerald tablets, not the Sumerian, but the Emerald. And it's said that Thoth is, had multiple incarnations in multiple cultures and that there is actual physical proof of this. But then there are channels, transmedium channels, who have claimed to, or who, who, you know, say when they're asked to channel Thoth. And I've listened to a couple of these broadcasts. And do I know if they're authentic? I don't. I don't have proof. But yet, it's interesting because when the so-called energy or consciousness of Thoth is channeled by the the mediums. Um, 
there it's a similar thing that I've heard from several transmedium channels where his energy is consciousness and he does identify as I and as a he as masculine. He says, the information that I left for humanity isn't actually in the third dimensional physical realm that you are currently in. The information that I channeled is in a different dimension. It's in a higher frequency because when I lived on the planet in all of these different incarnations, it was a higher frequency. It was different, not better or worse than the one that you are in, just different. So you're not going to find the physical evidence in 3D that you are looking for in the frequency that you are in now Mm -hmm. of the evidence of my existence. Now, another interesting thing, because you were talking about you know, universe as thought, God as thought. The word thought is said to have come out of the name Thoth. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I don't know and the etymology. I find that fascinating that, again, there is a concept. There is a thought. Where does the thought come from? It comes from all that is, oneness, isness. It does create mm-hmm. dimensions and realities Thought does this, and then the word creates it, and then intention, which creates action, mm-hmm. creates this. So it makes me wonder, Thoth, as this entity, this person, uh, an ET, a human, if he really existed, does he exist for us now? Because there's only now. All, all experiences are parallel. They're all simultaneous. Is this a being that we in the maybe perhaps going back to the 19th century because the person, the, the, the human that says that Thoth literally physically appeared to him, and I can't remember, I want to say Zachariah Ascension, Zachariah Ascension. And if you're listening to this, do the research and, and, uh, and fact check me, please. It said that Zachariah Sinchin claims that Thoth came to him physically in a physical visitation. And this, I know. I, yes, exactly. Yeah. And, and people are, of course, very skeptical of that. And they say that he literally gave him the emerald tablets as if this is Moses going up on top of the mount to get the Ten Commandments based on tablets. But according to the transmedium channels, that is inaccurate that there were any that that there was an actual tablets because he according to the transmedium channels, Thoth never actually carved any symbols in stone. He says it it, it wasn't like that in those timelines where he exists and that this is understandably a human desire to make him human as we know human to be in our current third dimensional reality and that he doesn't exist in this third dimensional reality according to the transmedium channels he only exists for us in thought Mm -hmm. because we are always looking for a demigod or a god outside of I, us. I would say that's very accurate. That's what the channels have said. I, I think it's it's one of those questions where it's like, what do you what do you want? Like what what do you what do you want? What does Thoth give to you? Right? Like this is the this is the, this is literally why God as a concept exists. This is why Jesus exists, this is why all this stuff exists. What does it give to you? Right? 
Like, does it actually serve you at all to spend all of this time wondering if, like, Thoth was a real person who walked on this planet? You're literally never going to know. It, it doesn't, Not until you leave your body. It doesn't. And even then, <laughs> maybe you still won't know. You have no idea. It's oh, like there, there is no... I have like, a feeling all of that knowledge comes back I to I don't you. think that... From my experience, you don't care. <laughs> when, you, when you leave, there is no concept of thinking about like, oh, yeah, I, I was wondering when I was human what that Thoth guy was up to. <laughs> like, there's none of that. That's not even a thing. Like, you're like a cosmic megazord flying around going, brah, and like universes come out of your mouth, and you're like, brah. <laughs> I will tell you from having more out-of-body experiences that I have an actual count of, and from having a couple of near-death experiences, I, when I leave this body, when I am not in this body, that is definitely not what I'm thinking of. I am not thinking of, oh, who, oh, that's who Thoth was or is. I'm not thinking about any of that. I'm thinking about my own experience, my own life, my own universe, all of the out of bodies and all of the near deaths that I've experienced. I'm not even thinking about God. Mm -hmm. I'm not even thinking about universe source i didn't even think about that the reality of i'm the creator of all of this is the first thing that comes to me in my psychedelic experiences it's exactly the same as mm -hmm. as the ndes and the obes it is literally i'm creating all of this and how silly my ego is and I need to love myself more so I that think, I can get more out of this experience because I created this experience and continue to create this experience so that I can learn more about myself. And yeah. that's what I think. That's what occurs to me when I'm in those metaphysical yeah. experiences. I, I think that people waste uh, a lot of time. Well, maybe it's not a waste for you. I guess it all depends on what you want. Like if you, if you want to like go out there and create like a bunch of lore about, you know, like, you know, Sasquatch or Thoth or whatever, like that's fine. It, that's cool. It sounds like a fun way to, to spend your time. You know, I feel like I've, I've spent my time learning a lot about that I stuff. So but, I feel like it's people who possibly just get bored and they're looking for something more than the now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. I mean, I think, isn't that why everyone does everything? Like, that's the whole yes. reason why everything exists. That's why I'm able to look at it like, I see that guy with Zachariah, some, some ridiculous Sinchin. name. That is Zachariah a ridiculous Sinchin. name. That that name sounds I'll, like I'll find it. I'll find straight the origin up cult leader is the vibes that that name I, gives I don't, me. I don't think he, he sounds, was. But... He has the exact same backstory as Joseph Smith of the Mormons. Oh, Joseph Smith. He has the exact oh same backstory, this Zachariah guy. It's, oh, this mega entity gifted me these writings, and the writings say this stuff. He no, was just one step away from having a commune, you know? I would say that it's clearly very egocentric. Very egocentric. I think everything that has to do with, like, I know when this happened. and Because if we talk about what we just talked about with mm -hmm. multiple universe theory, it's that's literally just someone picking their favorite one and being like, this is the one. <laughs> and then you're going to expect everyone else to be like, yeah, no, I like that one a lot, too, you but know? But they're all the one. Yeah, every but, universe but is they the are one. also not the one because they are also <laughs> all infinitely segmented and split into multi differences. They so are, and it's really fun. It's a minutiae of difference, and it's also all simultaneous. So you're absolutely it right. It but is also, one, but it isn't. The, it, when you have people who who spend so much time like trying to build, essentially build their own religion out of, because really the only difference between religion and story is when you claim that story is fact. So essentially when you have, that's 
that's why like you know most countries become religious after a while if people have compared i've heard a great comparison before it was uh the united states government and and this applies to most governments the united states government and all of its practices have replaced uh christianity as the primary religion oh, of, oh yeah i've, I've actually i've heard this before yeah because we times. have like ritualistic practices like the fourth of july and we like do the pledge of allegiance and it's it's akin to yeah it's it's akin to basically like you know the sabbath or like being there for like prayer on sundays or whatever it's like all the same thing you know oh and now the the new juneteenth and then you have like a story (laughs) that you're supposed to believe is an american and like that story and fills you with patriotism and of course it does because black lives matter don't you know well yeah that's yeah, it's interesting. I'm gonna be very, I'm gonna be very now northern. In, I'm gonna be northern Minnesota about that. Well, don't you know? We're in a very interesting time now, where it's like a lot of, um, a lot of the like main story of of the country is starting to crumble, and so people are kind of like, you know, they're like forming essentially their own stories a lot more, which I think is is a sign of a country that is slowly being rebuilt into something different. I feel this as well. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Okay. Yeah. This is a fun one. I'm picking this for you, but it actually goes in total alignment with Sauce or Sasquatch, Bigfoot, Yeti. Now we have Thoth the Atlantean, Thoth the Egyptian, Thoth the Greek god. Mm. <laughs> Both the Roman God. Both the. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now we're going to go into this. This is a fun one for you. Do and we've talked about this before multiple times. Do you believe that Tolkien channeled Middle Earth and the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit from an actual dimension, from a rea- from a true reality, and that he actually remembered it? Or was living in it in a higher realm simultaneously while he was authoring. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I I think um, he may not have been conscious in the body of the fact that that was happening, but yeah, it, I in my view of the universe, I think that that is kind of how it all works. I think if anyone's ever seen the movie Everything Everywhere All at Once, that movie oh, is that's such a good way of like explaining it. But yeah, I think I think that. In our universe, we are all living simultaneous parallels. I think that nothing, no idea comes out of nothing. I don't think anything is like created like that. Uh, if it was, then it would have been created all at once, which is why everything is simultaneous. Because, yeah, originally there had to have been a nothing to create a something. There also had to have been something for nothing to exist. So it's like you can't at this point where we are pinpoint like we can't actually think of death. You know, as humans, we have this sort of idea of death, and it's when, like, the body dies, but it's not the real death. We know that, and we also understand that there is this really hard, weird thing that happens when we try to imagine nothingness. Like, when you try to think of what nothingness is, your brain just kind of goes, and then it just resets. Oh, no, I tried <laughs> to do that when I was a child. It mm-hmm. actually physically hurt my brain. Yeah. It hurt. It would, I would feel a pain going down my spine like mm-hmm. an ache. Like, it was so crazy. What I truly feel, and I'm always open for shifts and changes on this, but what I truly feel is that, like, Tolkien with Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, like, rolling with Harry Potter I truly feel that these are other dimensional realities that these people as souls are living in. 
and have been able to tap into them because this realm has had a certain level of pain for them that they have been wanting to escape from. And they've literally just had easy access to those dimensions. And they were able to channel it and then through their imagination, really tap into a lot of those incredible details. I really feel and believe, this is just my belief system, I truly believe that these people who authored these books have this incredible ability to use that in order to show us as humanity. And that's why they've been so successful in their books and why so many people have used these as a tool to tap their imaginations in even more that these kind of authors, these kind of writers, they are not only inspirers, but they are, they're, I don't, what's the right word? Like instigators. I don't even know if that's the correct word. They are, they are here to. Why not just generators? Generators. That's a good word. They are generating. They are generating and they are like an aid. Mm -hmm. They're like an aid for humanity to rise up out of the ego and come into a different way of creating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that everyone who is a creative serves like a really interesting path. I'm about to start. I can feel it coming on. I'm about to start diving into human design here. That's why all the like generators and all that stuff is coming Oh, up, well, you know, we were introduced to human design in 2015. Do you remember that? No, not at all. Mm -hmm. um, I By that guy that I dated very briefly. He brought in human design. You were in a senior in high school and we did your human design because you're a manifesting generator as I am as Nana is. Um, That's what most people are in the world. It's well, like 70% of people are manifesting Is that what generators. it says now? Because mm -hmm. at the time in 2015, it was put out on the internet as the newest of the human design blueprints and the rarest. Mm -hmm. But I will tell you that I have talked with more people who have just gotten interested in human design and Almost all of them are manifesting generators. Mm -hmm. And the manifesting generator prototype is supposedly kind of superhuman. Yeah, it's it's about responding uh, rather than instigating. Um, what is it that you are now getting kind of sparked oh, about human design? Popping, it just keeps popping up. And every time something pops up, see, this is, an, this is how I know. This is how I know that manifesting generator is something that works for me. Um, so manifesting generator is all, and basically I'll preface this with saying the reason why I even brought this up to begin with is because I think that uh, there are, and I haven't studied what they would fall into. I don't even know if, the, I don't know if the human design template is at all accurate. I haven't studied it enough, but it is something that I believe the basic premise of human design is, which is that there are different types of people who come into the world with different ways to create. And those ways of creation are kind of like, they're like templates. So like people can come mm -hmm. into the world and like find the ability to create things in mm -hmm. a way that works better for them based on just, I would suppose, predetermined terms. Well, what it is, is it's, Okay, so these bodies, obviously, they are organic mechanisms. They are machines that we choose before we come in. We choose our parents. We choose our genetics. We choose all of that on a spiritual level as consciousness in order to 
experience the aspects of ourselves that we desire to, uh, to experience. How I saw human design when it was presented to me in 2015, and I'd never heard of it before, it was still rather new then. Um, what I saw about it is there were four original blueprints. They're just the blueprints for the homo sapiens sapient body. And because these bodies are hybrids of the original humans. And it started with manifester, generator, projector, and the, the R1, I can't remember. Reflector. What, reflector. Uh, it's still the same. It's still the same. And then manifesting generator was channeled many years after that by one guy. There are multiple subtypes now, and manifesting generator is a subtype of manifester. Yes. So manifesting generator was always a subtype mm -hmm. of manifester. So you and I are manifesting generators. Kyan is a generator. Mars is a projector. Your father is a projector. Interesting. Yep. Yes. I, I have all that memorized. I think the rarest one is supposed to be a reflector. I reflector, think reflector is like 1% of the world. Or I have like that. not met a reflector yet. Mm. And from what the, the small amount of diving into each one of those, because I did all that. And then, of course, whoever I was in a relationship with in 2015, I also did his as well. I have a tendency to attract manifestors and generators, mm -hmm. but not manifesting generators. Mm -hmm. I have a tendency to not get along with projectors. Interesting. Yes. Yeah, I don't really know anything. I, I haven't I haven't studied them so in so depth. So it will show you and it, it aligns. So it's the human design system also aligns with Ayurvedic medicine, with mm -hmm. Chinese medicine, with the meridians, with the nadis, the energetic channels, with the chakras, mm -hmm. um, with all medicinal systems, of course, except allopathic, which doesn't really deal with any of that. Allopathic just deals with the symptoms. So I, in my, my manifesting generator human design chart, I have an open throat. Mm. I'm remembering that you also have an open throat. So the throat well, chakra is very dominant. <laughs> I also have my most, my power center is kidneys and adrenals, which is why I have the level of energy that I have. Mm. I can move my body very quickly and adapt it to multiple situations. Don't remember, I'm, I'm almost thinking that your power center is your spleen. And yes, and there are, and you have to pay a lot of money to find out more in depth about that. Um, now my twin Sonia and I, we are both manifesting generators and we have almost exactly the same PowerPoints in our bodies, except that there's like two aspects that are completely flipped opposite of each other, but mm. the rest is exactly the same. And I dived into the system enough for probably about two years without paying anything. Again, it's really expensive, which I'm always just like, ding, 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 red light. Yeah, on. absolutely. Red flag, red flag. 100%. Um, I dived into it enough using my astrology. Oh, and it also incorporates astrology, numerology, pretty much every, everything, Chinese mm -hmm. astrology, everything, every system that is spiritual and focuses on the whole being it, it incorporates. And I basically used the level of knowledge that I had in those two years to apply it to that. And then I allowed my intuition to do the rest. And I figured out enough to be able to understand it's a flow chart. It's a flow chart. It'll show you sacred geometry spots in the body on your chart, and it will show you the the chi pattern, the flow mm -hmm. pattern of the chi or the or the prana in your body. And it's obviously very technical. Mm -hmm. And I feel like 
I mean, it's not really well known even now in 2023. It's getting a lot more popular. I've seen it's a lot of kids It's gotten more popular, it. but it's a very specialized niche in the spiritual metaphysical world. Not everybody who is in a metaphysical consciousness is even aware of it. I'm, I've asked around. I, I mean, I, I don't really ever... Usually when I'm like learning about something like that, I will honestly, yeah, I guess, I guess let my intuition, that's a good way of putting it. I guess I'll usually just let my intuition fill in or just like take me, I'll usually end up creating like my own viewpoint pretty quickly off yeah. of something. Yeah. Um, and I guess part of the reason for that is because there are some times where it's like, I'll read something and it's just, it's just not like. It's not the angle that I can feel would really like help me apply it the best, but I can think of an analogous way to like approach it that would make sense and deliver the same information. So, for example, when, with astrology, I found a lot of ways to explain astrology um, that were different from the ways that I heard a lot of astrologers talking about it, but essentially saying the same things. I'm struggling to think of an example right now, but I definitely will. Yeah, like what I love about what I love about unique. tropical and Vedic astrology, because I have dabbled in Vedic astrology. It's a completely different system, but I love all the varieties of systems. I've barely dabbled into Mayan astrology, but it's still very fascinating. Um, I've dabbled in Chinese astrology. They're all different, yet they all connect and correlate. And I feel like, you know, we as humans, we need a lot of different perspectives. Mm-hmm. And all perspectives are valid. Human design, it works for some people. Mm -hmm. I found really trying to dive into it without paying the exorbitant amount of money that was being charged to just learn it or to go see somebody to interpret it for you. I just found that it wasn't, I didn't feel it in my body like, yeah, I really need this. I already have so many spiritual tools in my toolbox. So I just got to where I could get with it. And then I said, okay, I'm going to step out and let this be what it is. And if it comes in again, which is what I do with any spiritual tool, if this comes in again and it just, if it's handed to me, I'm meant to use it. Mm -hmm. Every single tool that I use to help myself to raise my awareness and to help others raise their awareness and to help myself heal and help others heal was just handed to me. And I always look at that as, that is a way that all that is says this, use these on your path to self-awareness, to higher consciousness. Mm -hmm. But, you know, back to, because I know we're, we're almost done here. Back to the questions. And I want to do this again because there's so many questions <laughs> to ask. And you always have really wonderful perspectives that I love listening to. And I love learning about because your your perspectives a lot of the time are very different than mine they inspire me and they always help me to feel like i'm more enlightened thank you you know they do because they're interesting just i really like getting your siblings perspectives yeah. as well it's just they don't like to dive deep into these subjects like you do yeah. it doesn't mean that they won't someday it's just that that's not where they're at now these are the subjects that i used to talk about with nana mm. when i was growing up my brother and sister and i we would ask her about life on other planets. We would ask her about Bigfoot. A big thing in the 70s because of this show called In Search Of, which I've mentioned before, that was hosted by Leonard Nimoy, who was the original Spock on Star Trek, Mr. Aries, Leonard Nimoy. 
He was an Aries. Um, they had all of, you know, in search of Bigfoot, in search of the Loch Ness Monster. You need to look that one up. That one is <laughs> just, people have pic- supposed pictures of it. Yeah. You know, in search of UFOs, in search of fairies, in search of, you know, um, ghosts, spirits, all of that. And I mean, for another episode, it'd be really great to get into that. I mean, I already know and have so much experience with ghosts, displaced spirits, poltergeists. (laughs) Yeah. And... People love to get freaked out about that. And I say loved to get freaked out about that because people love to be scared. Humans love to be scared so that you can really experience the ridiculousness of fear. Again, it's all necessary for our growth. And if we were always light, how boring it gets to be that way. Thank you so much uh, to everyone who listened to this week's episode of the podcast. Uh, feel free to check us out on Instagram at One Long Conversation to get some updates on our future episodes, our future content. Um, you can also follow us on Patreon and become a member. We have a lot of interesting and awesome perks and uh, cool ways to connect with us and, and our community that we're forming there. So go over to Patreon uh, at One Long Conversation and you'll find us there. Um, we also have these episodes going out on YouTube now. So if you go to YouTube yet again at One Long Conversation, uh, you will find video versions of these episodes. Um, so yeah, thank you so much. We'll see you next time.